Yes, I'm going to be a star. Baby, you can drive my car, and maybe, just maybe, I'll love you. This is We Talk Games Arcade Weekly, a weekly arcade review show brought to you every Monday free of charge from your friends over at wetalkgames.com. And guess what? It's Team Christ Style. That's right. It's Chris Nikobun and Kyle Von Kubik. I'm Kyle Von Kubik. I'm Nikobun, and uh, this Christ style is not sanctioned by the Vatican in any way, shape, or form. Protestants might be down. I'm not totally sure. The Episcopalians are like Catholic light, so they're totally down with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, well, this week we're talking City Connection 1985 by Jalico, and I get this vibe that we probably should have talked about this during Pack Month. Oh, a little bit? Actually, well, I, it's coming off the tail end of Mario, and I, that's kind of the feel I got from it. Like, we're talking Mario Uno, like, no super, just bros. Platforming is happening, despite you being a Datsun. <laughs> Or what kind of car would that be in 1985? Not exactly a Datsun. It's more of a hatchback. Oddly enough, it's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind. It's a Honda City. Is that for real? Yes. Wow. That's the City Connection right there. We have a title, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa. For a little bit, I thought it was a Honda Today, but the Honda Today was kind of a follow-up to that. Is this like branding in the game? I don't know if it was licensed out in it some probably thing. was. 1985, they didn't give a shit. Yeah. That's really good. I'm glad you came with your A-game. Hey, let's toss to T.T. Schmookins and find out what this week's snap stats are. Two thousand one hundred sixty episodes can't be wrong. Hello, I am T.T. Schmookins, and this is T.T. Snap Stats. City Connection was released in 1985 by Jailco. The Game Board used the popular M6809 CPU, running at 2.048 MHz sound was driven by a second M6809 CPU, running at 640 kHz, which directed the audio bits to an AY8910 at 1.25 MHz and, or, I'm not sure, YM2203 at 1.25 MHz. The game displayed 240 by 224 pixels with a palette of 1664 colors on a standard horizontal raster monitor. The game was released in both an upright and cocktail version. <laughs> on a fun note, City Connection was licensed to Kit Corporation, that's right, Kit Corporation. I wonder if KitCorp released the cocktail version? I have no idea what I was going for there. 
Kid Corporation release the game under the title, Cruisin'. Kids, check with your local municipalities if, Cruisin', is legal in your township. You this Titty Snap Stats has been brought to you by Dr. Tung Tung's Vacuum and Hovercraft HOV Lanes. Remember to only use HOV Lanes if more than two people are driving one hovercraft. Okay. Now, more of the We Talk Games Video Power Magazine. All right, Chris. Now, I've been doing this this past couple of weeks with the plot. And when I discuss the plot of an arcade game now, it's what I interpret, what I gleam from playing it. I don't read if there's an opening screen or I don't go to Wikipedia or anything. I just play the game and try to figure out the plot. And then whoever my co-host is at the time, they tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay. So this is the plot I came up with for City Connection 1985 by Jalico, the Japanese leisure company. As a Orange Dotson, again, I wrote this last night, so as an Orange Dotson, you'll attempt to paint the highway girders whilst avoiding emergency vehicles and indestructible cats. The world will wait and loop while you complete this task. Hurl tubs of Play-Doh to get the fuzz off your tail. Uh, it's actually pretty damn close. Uh, <laughs> the other thing you really uh, dodge on is not Play-Doh. That's oil. I know it's oil, but th- don't the cans look like little tubs of Play-Doh? Oh, absolutely. They're yellow, and they have a red logo on it, and it read Play-Doh immediately. I knew it was oil. The only thing I wish is it showed some sort of like oil slick when you threw it, but the mechanic of it is you pick up the cans as you're driving around, and if you get into some trouble or you want to rack up some points, you can throw the cans out. It's a projectile. It hits the cop cars or the ambulances or other types of vehicles, and they start spinning out. And then you can bash into them and collect points. Yeah, I really like the fact that you can like kind of stack two or three cop cars at once. So the, like the next throw will go through the first one that's already spinning, and you can kind of combo them right out of the, the way. That's how you make the big money. That's how you climb yeah. the other score list. Multipliers. You can get those point multipliers. Damn right. This game has a lot of games uh, for its mechanics, at least for me. I'll run them down, and then, yeah, I want to go back to the oil cans because of the way the game operates with its mechanics or controls. You can actually, like, jockey them and move them in space. The physics in the game are odd. They take some getting used to. Here are my making mechanics, and please jump in, disagree, agree, whatever. Rally X by Namco 1980. Because of the racing theme and and having the cars chase you around, obviously this game is not in the same perspective. Rally X was top-down, and like Chris said, this is more of a platformer similar to Mario Bros., where it's horizontal and you're looking dead on at what you're doing. I also put in Kicks, 1981 by Taito. Because of the completionist sort of mechanic where... As I said, you're painting what are called highways, but they look like girders from Donkey Kong. Different colors depending on which stage you're on. The first stage is green. The second stage is red. The third stage, Chris or I have no idea because we didn't get there. (laughs) Yeah, apparently there's 12 stages. Good good. Good luck. Uh, Yeah. Making tracks or make tracks or AKA crush roller. Okay. Which was 1981 by Alpha Denshi because of its mechanic, because you're racing around a maze, avoiding enemies and painting the streets in make tracks or whatever those were that you were painting. And um, in layout only, although a little bit of the mechanic as well, Mappy, 1983 by Namco. I can see that. 
Mappy has the different levels of girders and Mappy was perpetual, right? He moved on his own. You just sort of jockeyed him where to go. He walked on his own. I don't think you moved Mappy. It's been a while since I mappied, so I can't really yeah. confirm or deny. Chris, teach me how to mappy. Uh, no. No. <laughs> I dated his nemesis's sister in a, or daughter in um, Namco High, but Mappy himself, I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah, tell me about this Namco High. It's a dating sim. Uh, it was made by, I know, the Homestuck guy worked on it, and somebody else. Homestar worked on this? I wish. No, no, no. <laughs> that, that did not quite happen. Although, well, a couple of the characters kind of look like they could have rolled out of there. But, um, yeah, they got a bunch of different uh, comic artists, like web comic artists to do this stuff. But Andrew Hussey from Homestuck, I think it was Andrew Hussey, was the one mm-hmm. who did most of the writing. There's also four Homestucks in there. I'm not a big Homestuck fan, so I refuse to do any of their storylines. But, yeah, it's all like classic, classic and a couple of semi-modern Namco characters. In there, okay. like you can date the Galaga ship, you can date. Oh. Um, it's not even dating all of them either. It's just kind of sometimes you just become good friends. Sometimes they hook up with somebody else, but you help. Nice. You got Dig Dug in there, or uh, Dig Dug is the principal, and uh, his son Taizo is one of the characters you can romance. How about Kissy? Is she in there from Baraduke? Maybe. Uh, I, d- I don't remember. It's been a couple of years since I played there, and it's hard to... Where can I get this, Chris? You're going to have to Google that. Uh, I know there was a Tumblr, because it got taken offline. It was like 5 bucks, 10 bucks from Namco. Like, the base version was free, but then, like, you got, like, double the plot lines for paying for it. But they took it off their website, so... It's still out there mm-hmm. in quasi-legal form, but, like, they have no, nobody got C and D'd. Uh, as far as I know, no cease and desist on that. So you can find it. Or uh, cool. actually, I would say hit me up, but I forgot I lost that with my hard drive last year. So yeah, oh. it's not that hard to find. If you look up Namco High download Tumblr, you'll find it. Well, City Connection won't give you the anxiety of trying to get that first date, but it will give you anxiety for many different reasons. Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit of the. Yeah, we touched on them, but get a little deeper into how the game plays. Oh, basically, you're jumping from rafter to rafter. All you can do is, like, do 180-degree turns, which is a little odd. Uh, the, the car's doing its own thing. The jumps are a little weird, too. Like, you got to hold up if you want to go up on a rafter. Otherwise, you're just going to get more distance. And it's mostly just kind of working out your uh, controls to avoid the cops. I didn't figure out the uh, oil can thing. It's the only button that I know of besides start. Oh, I'll jump. Duh. But, uh... It took me a little bit to figure that one out, that I could actually hit the cop cars. Collide into them after you made them spin out? Yeah, yeah, I was just, like, yeah. stalling them. And doing sweet tricks where I was trying to hit them while they were dropping down a level, so they're spinning in midair, and, I don't know, nice. just being a jackass. The cat was a fun one to figure out, too. <laughs> yes, the kitty cat. For some reason, a cat appears, he's holding a checker flag, and he is indestructible, yeah. but he will fly out of frame when you hit him, but you will also die and explode into Popeye hearts. Actually, you don't get the Popeye hearts when you hit the cat. It's only when you hit the cops. Oh, is that true? Oh, I'm sorry. See, again, I'm glad Chris came with his A-game. It's like I played it like 20 minutes before the show or something. <laughs> the controls do take some getting used to. I agree it was weird with the jumping, and it took me longer than it should have to know that I have to hold up to get up to different girders. I guess they were kind of a little counterintuitive. Again, I don't like reading FAQs or Wikipedias or Angel Fire sites about the arcade games we play. I like having that experience of 
I'm in an arcade, I drop quarters in, and this is the first experience I'm having with this game. Can the game teach me how to play? Yes, it does. It just takes a lot of time. And even though, as we'll discuss, Chris and I did not get very far in the game, I think we share in the experience that the game is very fun and competent. And I found that I was building a skill set to mitigate the game and its many hazards. Yeah, it's it's definitely replay value. I wouldn't say it's a quarter dumpster. Like it's not trying to suck them out of your pocket, but it's just compelling enough that like you can feel yourself getting better each round. You're like, oh, hey, that's a new thing I can do. Oh, that's a new right. thing I can do. Oh shit! A spike just came out of the ground and yeah, killed me. Fuck those. <laughs> Luckily, those only happen on the the bottom level. At least on level two. I imagine by the end, like when you're on Easter Island or whatever, like spikes are coming out of everything. So twelve stages in total. You're going around the world. You're seeing different sites. You start out in New York, then you go to London. I know you go to Paris later on, but it's pretty much the same mechanic throughout. You're avoiding the kitty cats and the spikes and you're avoiding the emergency vehicles that you interact with but you can also hit them with the cans to make them spin and collect points with multipliers the controls do take some getting used to like we said i found that with turning there was delays and not like delay with my controller like the way the car functions there's just a slight delay with i want to jump i hit jump and now we're jumping I want to turn around, and now I'm turning around. Did you find that as well? A little bit. I mean, the the turns make a little sense, because you're, thematically, you're hitting the e-brake, so you're doing basically like a drift 180. That's going to take a little time. Right. It's, a, it's a very precise drift 180, but... Yeah, it's not a knock against the game. It's just something that, if you do want to experience this title, and I think for some fans, they'll be very interested if you like games like Rally X or like maze chase games like Mappy. I think you'll get a lot of enjoyment out of this, but it's going to take some time to learn, and it's not bad. It's just different from what you might expect. Graphically, I love the game. It's of an era that is cartoony and goofy and kitschy. Again, going back to Mappy, it reminded me a lot of Mappy. Of course, you're a car. You're not a mouse cop. And although there is a cat in this game, City Connection, the enemies predominantly are other vehicles. I'm sure you dug the artwork as well. I did not believe it was from 1985. It was, it was that magnificent because I was vaguely familiar with the NES version from before, and like the colors are more muted in that one. It lo- actually, it actually looks okay. I played the NES version last night, and it was assaulting my eyes because the colors that were chosen there was just a lot of white being used yeah it's white and the blue when it's still it's fine but when it's moving it was like razor blades to my cornea (laughs) maybe because again i'm playing it on an hd television not a old crt television you know what i mean like maybe that's the difference there's no scan lines or anything that, to buffer that. Yeah. But the colors were just so assaulting. But the NES version is very competent. And I enjoy the music in that game a little bit more than this game. But graphically, they did a really good port on the NES. A lot of good animations when the car turns around. And uh, yeah, 1985, I think it's on par. But it's definitely a higher tier than a lot of other stuff that was around them at this time. I really like the audio. Like, I even I love how if you jump like under a girder, like, and you scrape your roof, there's a sound effect for that. I noticed there's actually an animation if you just kind of catch the edge of a girder going up to get onto it. There's like a bit of a spark animation there. I think there's a little bit for hitting the the roof too, but just little touches here and there. 
they paid attention to the sound and music in this game which i always make it a point to listen to the music because somebody did that job and with arcade games especially a lot of times it was lost especially in the wild when you're playing an arcade game next to 15 other arcade games that were all chirping and whistling and doing music on their own or sometimes the music was just shut off uh, this game has some good music it fits the mechanic very well it's bouncy it's fun it's repetitive at times but it's still good it fits the whole motif of everything you're doing again with this chibi sort of racing car uh cartoony bounce and pop about it it's good it's very pleasing the sound effects are very good and the moment i knew that they paid attention to them is at the very beginning title screen when i put the coins in and the coin sound effect had this like fade out i don't know if you caught it but it was like a ding 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 and then you put another coin in ding 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 and i was just very impressed by that because it didn't need to be that a lot of times it's a doink or a chirp or a beep there's no need to do that fade out sound effect but the fact that it was there immediately i was like i need to pay attention to the audio in this game because somebody was when they did it which wasn't always the case but i I dug it as well yeah i didn't catch the coin noise i kind of just jumped right in but that's awesome yeah it's yeah it's 85 it's pretty simple it's all about points again and it's about learning the mechanic i do like the challenge of the game it's a very very fair curve challenge wise yeah you're learning the skill set that the game is laid out and even though you know (laughs) we both and i spent some time with this i played this game for the number of hours i was getting better i just wasn't good enough yeah (laughs) i never felt discouraged by that which is interesting you think that repeating the stage over and over and over again i'd get frustrated but because i was learning how to play and finding out that hey i can hit the multiple cars for a multiplier or oh there's a spike at the bottom now that i have to keep in mind or oh the cat cannot be hit with the oil can or hey i figured out a new way to mitigate these girders for instance and i don't know if maybe we should discuss that how you went about painting all of the streets at the different levels at first i was just like sort of whipping around in a defender style where you're just looping around the stage over and over and over again and making my jumps throughout then i started playing the game like i do with pac-man or miss pac-man which is i take care of quadrants within that maze so in the very beginning there is sections that are three tiers so there's an upper mid and lower section and what i would do is stay within that section and get the top the middle and the bottom before i would move on to the next set of that and i found that that was working out better for me because The cop cars will come and go or the ambulances will come or go if you jockey the screen left and right. So, oh, going back to the oil can, if I throw the oil can and I'm facing right and I'm going right, the oil can will go right. But if I jockey left, the oil can will actually just hover in the air. And you can use that to your advantage if you want to catch vehicles that are coming down off of upper tiers. So by doing this new strategy of completing the maze in sections, I found that I could easily get rid of enemies on the screen as well as pile them up so I could hit them for that multiplier. Did you have any strategies like that as you were playing? I did notice that you could, like, like if you turn away from the cops, they kind of stall. 
first mm-hmm. second so i kind of played around a little with that but i was mostly just first pass or two just clear what i can collect as much oil as i can and then just start fighting sections to wreck face in i may be wrong but the game just kept putting oil cans down there wasn't like a set number on the screen like as i was using them they kept getting replenished especially on the lowest level oh yeah yeah i just like stock it up so i could just go to town sure anything in particular that you didn't like about the game that damn cat at first, but I got that was, <laughs> that was easy enough to deal with. I uh, can't tell you how many times I threw up the middle finger at that cat while playing, just because he's apparent on the screen, but he always shows up when you don't want him to show up. Exactly. Where you have no oil cans, there's a cop on your tail, and hey, look, it's Kitty Cat. And you go to jump, and you jump too late, and then you just eat shit into him. And then he's like, bye-bye, as he takes off onto the screen. It's just, ah, fuck you, kitty cat. Yeah, I didn't like the cat at first either, but as I played the game, I got used to him being on the screen and, and accepted him for what he was. I think that the high barrier of entry detracts from the game just a little bit, because I think it's going to keep people away from the game. I think a lot of people might try this game get killed immediately and be like i'm I'm done and i I think that's unfortunate because i think this game has not a lot to offer but has a decent amount of content to offer and has a very fun mechanic yeah i'm not aware of how much instruction there is on the cabinet like if there's a like a quick brief that probably would help a lot as long as you've got original marquee and uh whatnot uh, around everything to at least give you like a quick hit explanation of what's going on Sure. But if there's nothing there, if it's, you know, just like a multi-game cabinet, you're probably screwed unless you've heard about it or someone there has. Listen to this show first. (laughs) Subscribe so you can listen every week. Yeah, basically never play an arcade game until we've talked about it. Right, and if you want to check out arcade games that we've talked about, go to wetalkgames.com slash in the can, that's one word, and you can see every title we've ever discussed. Don't play any other games. If the game's not on that list, stay away. It could be anything. Yeah, don't play any other games on anything. Just these arcade games. (laughs) Who would you recommend this game to? What type of gamers would enjoy this game, in your opinion? Well, you've got the completionist element, so there's that. Uh, I'd like, I don't know, just people who like bright colors and good beats. Or who like deep purple and can get to level two. (laughs) Because <laughs> the music sounds, I don't know if it was supposed to be a take on a Highway Star, but I'm like, this is familiar. This bass yeah. line, what's the bass line kicks in? You're like, oh yeah. 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 Very close. I, uh, I mean, yeah. granted, they already had the Honda City in there, so I don't think they were too worried about getting sued about over, over anything else. This is true. It was, uh, it was wet and wild back then in the arcade scene. Rally X fans. Mappy fans, Make Tracks fans, this is right up your alley. It's more challenging than those, I think. Earlier on in the game, it's it's more challenging than those games that I, I would say are comparable to it. But I think if you spend some time, you're going to get better at it, and you're going to enjoy the experience, even if you keep dying. And I say that because I would return to this game. I don't know if you would, Chris, but I definitely would. Oh, yeah. Like I said uh, while I was recording my uh, first playthrough, like I, I could go at this for hours if yeah. I really wanted to. So, uh, yeah. Oh, quick question. In between stages, Anime Girl pops up. Yeah. Am I, am I Anime Girl in the car? You are Anime Girl in the arcade version. Uh, yes. You're a dude in the... 
I think in the NES version you're a guy. I think you might still be a lady in the... I believe there's a Master System port as well. Okay. And I think... I'm pretty sure you're a lady. There was a actually a mobile sequel, which we never got, unfortunately. But I want to find a way to play it because it looks good and there are weapons now. But uh, it's called City Connection Rocket. But uh, okay. you, the blue-haired girl is back and she's in a more casual outfit now. Yeah, of course. Instead she's of you. A rally sport outfit in this game, which that's very interesting to have a uh, female protagonist. If that is her, and this, I didn't know if that was the love interest or if that was me. I was down with either. Um, yeah. But yes, you're very much a dude in the NES version. It is Aryan Speed Racer. Yeah, uh, apparently Nintendo with traditional Japanese misogyny was like, "No, nah, women can't drive." <laughs> or maybe they were just trying to sell to the American market because in America we know that women can't drive. Yeah. That's really, a lie. I'm telling you, go go look at that NES game. They really liked white. A lot of use of white. White face and <laughs> white the color. Too much white going on in that game. But a competent port despite its visual assault. Uh, hey, man, are you ready to do some one-sentence reviews? Yeah, I think I can handle that. All right, you can go first. God damn it. Okay, I'll go first. To complete your journey, you'll need to collect Play-Doh, dodge cops, and avoid strange pussy cats. Thank you. All right, I got a one-sentence review. Uh, so, City Connection, live fast, don't die young, grab cans, throw them at police, fuck the cops. <laughs> it was several fragments of a sentence put together. That's, it's a bunch of hyphens in there. It's all hyphenated. <laughs> Or commas. If you like commas, just <laughs> if you, pan if it you out. like to use commas, you'll love that sentence. Hey, let me remind everybody to please rate and review our show on whatever service they download it from. Chris, what service do you use? I pretty much just get it straight from wetalkgames.com. It's just oh. MP3s are there, and I know it's going up every week. I used to use iTunes. iTunes is okay. probably the easiest way to do it. It's just, yeah. I didn't reinstall itunes because i didn't really use it for much gotcha well we're on itunes we're on stitcher we're on soundcloud i think we're on TuneIn. we might be on spotify so there's plenty of services to get the show from whatever they are whatever service you're using right now there's usually a way to rate and review the show and we would really appreciate you doing that hey chris where else can people find us well we're on facebook.com slash it is we talk games now right it is We Talk Games now. No longer are we using the WTG podcast back end. We always had the slash We Talk Games. It's just when we came back with the Arcade Weekly show, that page was dormant. So we started with a fresh page. Now, RIT team would prefer we merge the two together. So we're now at Facebook.com slash We Talk Games. So what you're telling me is Stinky forgot the password. That's <laughs> pretty accurate, yes. Yeah. We have a subreddit now, thanks to you. Yes, that's uh, r slash we talk games. Post things there. Talk Please. about the shows. Hey, if you've played the game, if you've recorded some footage or just want to talk about it, feel free to any of the games. Any games we've played. If there's Make games sure you want us to play, suggest them. Oh, that's a great idea. Uh, and, and if you want to see the games in action without playing them yourself, make sure you check out 
Chris's YouTube channel. He's got all sorts of great stuff on there, contemporary games, old games. He does the Arcade Meekly, which is additional content for each episode that we do. Chris, where can people find that? That's at youtube.com slash Negobun. There is a specific Arcade Meekly playlist. It went by another name. It's not going to turn itself for a bit, but I rejiggled the branding back to my better puns. I should be caught up, actually, so... We'll have all of 2016 and caught up on 2017 in the bag, including this. Great. Well, you can find out all about that on Twitter, too, if you're on that, at We Talk Games. We retweet and we put additional content up there as well. So get a part of that social media scene and get some additional content. Hey, uh, August 12th and 13th, we're coming to Long Island. I'm already here, but uh, some some other people a part of the show are coming to Long Island to be a part of the Long Island Retro Gaming Expo. It's being held in Garden City at the Cradle of Aviation. I love the joke a few weeks back where what was it baby airplanes go to grow up yeah i had i have no idea where the cradle of aviation is so <laughs> join us there it's going to be a great two-day event it's a nice venue lots of arcade games will be on display lots of retro gaming will be uh you know a lot of systems you haven't ever had a chance to put your hands on will be there i believe the nintendo playstation will be there come join us as we record a live episode as a part of that event it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to have a booth and crazy stuff's going to be happening there we'll have more information in coming weeks but we're definitely going to be there august 12th and 13th come see us live yeah write a request off for that i haven't done that yet make sure you do that you should request off too everybody do it go there come out if you're in the tri-state area it's not a far journey so new england jersey Pennsylvania, and especially new york if you're listening and you like the show, come out and see us live. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to have some stuff we're giving out and stuff that you can pick up. And again, the live show, this is a first for us. It's going to be a good time. Hey, uh, for Chris Nekobun, I am Kyle Von Kubik. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk at you again next week.
keep busting. <laughs>